Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, June 25th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Go check out Spotify Green Room. Uh, we will be hopping on there uh, shortly. I, I've said that we are going to start doing those soon, and now they are on Spotify Green Room, making it easier for everybody to be a part of. I think we're going to start getting those uh, going sometime next week. So, Hop on Spotify Green Room. We'll see you guys there. Follow the room lockdown Red Wings. Uh, what's up? It's a how do you feel about a Friday? We're doing uh, a little bit different this week. If this is your first, how do you feel about a Friday? We usually do the first segment is all questions about the Red Wings. We ask questions to each other. It's kind of like a mailbag for ourselves. The second segment, we usually break it off to the rest of the NHL or just hockey questions in general. And then in the third segment, we'll wrap it up with questions about anything, you know, batteries. How do you feel about it? Uh, masking tape. How do you feel about it? Um, those sound like household objects that are right in my line of vision. That's exactly how Ethan plays. So I think you guys are going to have a ton of fun. But today we're actually switching it up a little. We're not going to do the NHL questions in segment two. What we're going to do is we're going to play a little game. Uh, I actually deliberately ripped this off from the Lockdown Tigers podcast. Thanks to host Scotty Bentley. He's doing a great job over there. Uh, and he started a little throwback Thursday tidbit, sketch, bit, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and basically, it's a game of Clue with the listeners. Luckily for me, I have two listeners sitting right here with me uh, and active participants in the uh, podcast game, uh, Scotty and Ethan. So I'll be trying to uh, I'll be giving them clue by clue on a former Red Wing, uh, a more obscure former Red Wing, and we'll see if they can uh, they can pick up who it is. I'm Nolan Bianchi. We got Ethan Smith, Scotty Bentley, whole crew's here. What's going on, fellas? Hello. Thanks. Hi. How's it going? It's good to be back. That's good. Who's waiting like for that. it? There it is. Yeah. There it is. I like that. What's going on, Scotty? How's it going? It's going, man. It's going. Hi. Pleasure to be here. Uh... <laughs> All right, let's do let's let's start with happy how do you Friday. feel about it? Yeah, happy Friday. How do you feel about it? Oh, by the way, quick uh programming note. We have a bonus episode coming tomorrow. Scott and I recorded a very, very, very long, just open conversation about the Tigers rebuild, the Red Wings rebuild, what has made it painful for both teams, why it's especially painful for the Tigers. So if you're into those types of things, uh that'll be coming out tomorrow morning. It'll be just like a 50-minute conversation, uh, unedited. So I think you guys will enjoy that. It's a kind of continuation of a conversation that we had on Tuesday um, did a little bit of a off the beaten path episode in between some of the draft profiles. We had Tony Ferrari on Wednesday. We had Will Scouch on Thursday. So it's been a jam packed week. We're going to end it off with a little bit of fun. How do you feel about a Friday Red Wings edition? I will kick it off because we are sitting here going into the third period of the Canadians Vegas Golden Knights game. The Canadians are one game away, one period away from the Stanley Cup final, now entering that third period with a 2-1 lead. All season, all we heard about was how the North was terrible and how the goaltending was terrible. And uh, I find it interesting that after all of this, we now have the fourth seed team in that North division 20 minutes away from a Stanley Cup uh, or Stanley Cup final. 
And we obviously we don't know how it's going to turn out by the time you listen to this tomorrow. We could be going to a game seven. But I have to ask you two gentlemen, after you've seen what's gone on in these playoffs with the North Division, with the West Division, with the other divisions around hockey, but most particularly those two. Next year, when the schedule hypothetically goes back to normal and the Red Wings hypothetically go back to their normal divisions, do you think that based on schedule alone, they'll be in a better position next year or this year? Because I think that a lot of times what had happened was they would play two games against Tampa Bay Lightning and Tampa Bay would say, okay, perfect. We'll use one of these games to get Curtis McElhaney some work. And that's when the Red Wings picked up wins. Through no fault of their own. They got the job done. But I'm curious to know, what do you guys think? Um, definitely. I mean, as long as we don't, I mean, we had a killer division this year. It's mm-hmm. nice to be, it'll be nice to be playing teams that are more, I mean, but I was going to put Montreal on that list, but like Montreal is obviously not there anymore. Another, just a team of destiny. Like we were talking about before the podcast started, we got Toronto too. That'd be, I guess, you know, a good chance to get points there. I think it'll just be fun. Really? Wait, to- Toronto is a good chance for the Red Wings to get points. Yeah. Why? Because it's Toronto. Yeah. We played at Toronto. All right. I'm not giving Toronto credit for anything anymore, ever again. All right. Continue. I mean, that's, I mean, that's about it. Um, uh, so, I think be, it will definitely be in a better position <laughs> next year and our roster will be better next year. So I think we're, we're, we'll definitely be in a better position next year in a better division, easier division than we were this year. So in the Atlantic division, the way things were before the COVID years and who knows how they'll move things back. Like, I think that I don't think we'll see, I don't think there's a chance that by any means that they'll keep these divisions from this season, but I think maybe that they, because of being put in this situation, they might've found out some things that they like, and they might've found out, Oh, Hey, maybe we'll, we'll start trying to work in, you know, those two game series when we can, but before COVID, from 2013 to 2020, and presumably going forward next year, the Atlantic Division contained the Boston Bruins, the Buffalo Sabres, the Detroit Red Wings, the Florida Panthers, the Montreal Canadiens, the Ottawa Senators, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. I got to be honest with you. I think all of those teams in this division, besides the Sabres and the Red Wings, are going to be good teams next year. I think the Senators are going to take a step forward. The Lightning are the Lightning. The Leafs are the Leafs. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Habs, but then you got the Panthers. They're riding high. Um, and then and then Boston, who is just uh, like a later iteration of the Red Wings, where they just continue to stick around, not go away, and not fall off the cliff. But what do you got, Scotty? I mean – Honestly, like I, I, by like three quarters of the way through the season, I was very tired of playing the teams that are in our division. And I'm just like pumped to not play those teams over and over again next year. So like, it's mm. so like strategically, I'm sure, um, I, I guess you would say that the division we were in this past year would probably be slightly more favorable, but I, I don't even care at this point. Like I'm just down to play not uh, like if I, if I didn't have to play Carolina or, or Nashville, like ever again, I think I'd be pretty okay with that. Like, I, I just want to see us play different teams, I guess. That's yeah, all. I'm right there with you. And the thing about that too, is that I think with the way that the central division was and just kind of like the strength of teams in there, I think it kind of ended up being a wash anyways. Like you were in probably one of the more balanced divisions and you know, in, in terms of being like 
good teams, middle teams, really bad teams. I think it was Max Boltman. He pointed out on Twitter the other night that three of the bottom five teams heading into the lottery were from the West division. And that probably wasn't given enough credence when we talked about uh, Colorado and Vegas this season. So uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Who's got next. Um, I saw on Twitter, I saw people fighting about Alex Piega and whether he should come back or not. So I'm just wondering, how do you feel about Alex Piega re-signing and or not? Uh, not and or, or not. I would not be a big fan of that. Um, I, here's the thing with Alex Piega. Like, he was a pretty serviceable defenseman for them in the 1920 season, which isn't really, like, saying a whole lot. Like, I don't, I don't really know what to make of that because – when he was in the lineup this year, I was like, Oh God, like what happened? You know, like something must have gone wrong for Alex Biega to get into the lineup. Most of the time that ended up being the case. I do remember that he had like, (laughs) I do remember a a very specific assist from him uh, this season. I I can't remember exactly what happened, but I think it was after a Troy Stetcher goal. That was a complete rabbit hole that meant absolutely nothing. But anyways, um, about Alex Biega, I think he, I, I, I think he's just not intriguing. Like, I think he's, I, I think he could still be serviceable if they brought him back. I just, I don't see the point in why, you know? Yeah. Why are we, why are we debating whether an eighth defenseman should be back on this? Yeah. Team? Who was fighting about this? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person, bro. It was seriously, go look. It's funny. I'm sure, I'm sure it's the only time he's been talked about on Twitter in the last like month. If you just search his name, it's probably all that comes up. But, um, yeah, I thought it was really funny. Uh, I'm not sure what sparked it. I don't know if there's, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone wrote an article or something. I, I have no idea. But I just thought it was really amusing that uh, that, that was like an argument for some reason. So it comes from, looks like, uh, Wing It Motown article. They were doing a series called Resi- Resign Resign. Alex Biega. Uh, oh, Resign Jake or Resign. So that came out yesterday. I'm not sure if that carried over into today. Um but yeah, I guess go check. I would imagine go, go the timing lines up there. Sure. Uh, Ethan, finish us off with the Red Wing segment of how do you feel about a Friday? Um, okay. The Hockey Town logo at Center Ice. One, how do you feel about it? And two, I guess what does it symbolize for you? And then two, what would it? When do you think we should be putting that back at Center Ice? What would it take for us to get that back at Center Ice? I have actually put thought into this because I'm not surprised on one hand. It's like at, at like four 30 in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like you wake up to like eight texts in the group chat. They're all for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Guys. the, the <laughs> So here, here's why I, I go back and forth on it because on one hand, like that, that low that logo that nickname etc etc that was like in my head like meant to be thrust upon detroit forever you know like detroit will forever be hockey town but when i look at that logo it represents an era to me it represents the that 25 year playoff streak era you know what i'm saying and and i don't think that logo is the same thing as just the name hockey town in general. So if you do, I don't, maybe you make a new one of sorts, but like a a rebrand of sorts. I'm sure fans might hate that, but I don't know. Like, I I don't know what the right answer is because I feel like that it would be contradictory to do a number of different things. Like, why would you, why would you 
rid yourself of the name hockey town only to bring it back when you're good. I don't know. It just, it, it feels like once you take it off the ice, it's kind of done, you know? Maybe I, I see, but I, I don't think you're going to be able to rebrand it. I think people would lose their minds. I don't think that's like a possibility. I think no yeah. matter what it is, people are going to hate it because it's not the original one. And I, I'm not sure I have an answer either. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know. That was a great question. Yeah, it really was. I, yeah, I, I mean, I get your point. Like, I feel like you can't just be like, Oh, we're going to call ourselves hockey town when we're a playoff team. But like, you know, at, yeah, I don't know. I, I I get your point, and it's definitely associated with with that era. Absolutely, I don't know. I I, I would love to see it back, but I, I don't know if that's um, like you said. I, I don't know if that's something that that a it's ever going to come back, especially with Steve in charge. I don't know how he feels about that. You know, that's obviously his era. I don't know. There's a lot of factors that go into that, honestly. I've been sitting here trying to think of another, like a rebrand. I was like Detroit Danglers. No, we'll see. No, 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 no. I don't mean like I don't mean like rebrand the name. It's the logo. Yeah, like rebrand the logo, rebrand the look, rebrand the hey hey hockey town. Like it's everything about like the the paraphernalia that went with that is so nineties that like you almost have you like you, you really can't bring it back in it's in it's original form. So maybe just take like the EST 1926 off of it. No, no, but I don't know. Maybe just do the lettering different on hockey town. I don't know. <laughs> like some comic sans font that center. Comic right. sans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ariel just comic sans. No, even logo in the back, yeah. just comic sans hockey town, not on center ice. And that's it. Awesome. Uh, All right. We're going to segment two and we'll see you on the other side of this break. There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. (laughs) All right. We are back for segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We're going to play a game of Clue. So we got one more segment coming up for you after this. How do you feel about a Friday one? We're going to open it up, get a little bit of silly, but we're going to divert from that path for just a second in this segment to play a game of Clue. But I do also have to tell you guys, go follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. It's the only way to make sure that you're staying updated with all of the things that we're talking about online, all of our new episodes, things like that, or just press that subscribe button each and every morning when you wake up, there'll be a new episode downloaded and waiting, ready for your morning commute. Uh, so do all of those things and we'd greatly appreciate it. We are going to play a game of clue. Uh, I stole this from the locked on tigers podcast hosted by Scotty Bentley. It's an excellent podcast. He's doing very, very well. I listened yesterday uh, and it sounds like he's been doing it for six years. Um, so kudos to him. I listened again today and he had a very fun segment on there and I was like, huh, I would like to do that for my podcast. Um, and oh, yeah. Scotty's on that one too. So uh, here we go. He was drafted in the second round of 2002. So we'll start there. Think back to 2002. The Red Wings are fresh off of their third Stanley Cup in six years. Uh, We'll start there. Any guesses so far off the top of your head? Incorrect. Wow. That's not a bad guess. I I have no guesses. I have none. In the midst of his initial tenure with the Red Wings. He played one season in the KHL and not for lockout reasons. Wow. Um, 
So uh, the lockout obviously was in 12 to 13 Mm -hmm. and 04 to 05. So neither of those seasons was the reason he was playing over in the KHL. He played for three different teams in the last two years of his career. Um, Bounced around from a couple teams throughout his NHL career. I believe it was five in total, uh, but ends up over the last few years of his career playing for three different ones uh, thanks to a, a mid-season trade that shipped him off to a contender. Oh. oh I'm going <laughs> to kick myself for this. Fellow Czech, <laughs> Robert Lang, took this player under his wing when he joined the team. Wow. Yuri Hitler. Bing, bang, oh, bang. There we a, go. That's a pull. Good Hell yes. Nicely done. I like nicely, it. I like that. I like that there wasn't really. Nicely I mean, done. You, you threw out a guess on the first one, but I like how you didn't. I like how there wasn't a guess until you knew it. That was really cool. We still got no like premature guessing. Yeah. That was good. Uh, that was really good. Yuri Hildler, a, a very under, I don't know if underappreciated is the right word, because I think he's oh, been underappreciated it. for so, or like he was kind of underappreciated that it, the talk was all about how underappreciated and underrated he is. Sure. Um, but he had a r- lot of really good seasons in the NHL. I mean, he played over 750 NHL games, uh, had 57 points in the 2009 season, the season that the Red Wings went back to the Stanley Cup Finals. So 57 and 82, that's pretty impressive. 42 points in 81 games uh, during the Stanley Cup winning season. That was actually his second full season in the NHL where he won that Stanley cup with the Detroit Red Wings, uh, that three, those three different teams that I was mentioning that he played at towards the end of his career. Uh, they were the Calgary flames where he obviously signed with after the 11, 12 season. Uh, and then he got traded to Florida mid season at the trade deadline in 15, 16 played the next season with the Dallas stars only played 32 games in 2016, 17, Called it a career, 708 games played. I know I just said over 107 to 50, but it's because I can't count. Uh, 164 goals, 264 assists, 428 points. I love I love when I go to like guys' uh, hockey DB pages or like their hockey referencing, and there's like symmetry in the stats, like 164 goals, 264 assists. Like I I like that. That's that's appealing to me. I feel like that should go into like Hall of Fame consideration is when you can like. cool um what do you call it just features or whatever with your with your hockey db page sure that's a that's a i feel like he's not even that old still yeah no he's only 37 there's no way he's even 40 yet right (laughs) yeah yeah didn't he have a killer year with calgary yeah, he did. Um, like 70 points or something, wasn't it? Yeah, he had 76 points in 78 games in the 14-15 season with nice. Calgary. Um, just, I mean, really <laughs> unbelievable. He went and played. So what happened in 2009-2010 was uh, he was an RFA, and um, basically – Things just didn't work out. Uh, so being a restricted free agent in the offseason, Hunter filed for arbitration with the Wings um, and then soon thereafter signed a contract with the Dynamo Moscow of the KHL for $10 million over two years uh, while his arbitration case with the Wings was settled at $5.75 million over the same term. Um, so he ended up playing that full season in the KHL uh, 
had a pretty good year point per game, 54 points in 54 games, 19 goals, 35 assists. Um, unfortunately not all as well. That ends well for our friend Yuri Hudler uh, on August 4, 2017. It was reported that Hudler had been accused of a belligerent outburst. This is all from Wikipedia, by the way, direct quote uh, on a flight from New York to Prague. Reportedly he had asked a flight attendant for cocaine. And when he did not get it, he threatened to have her murdered and attempted to urinate on a food court food cart. So standard stuff. Yeah, no. just every day. That's a who, Tuesday. That's who, called Tuesday for, for us. Who among us? Uh, all right. How do you feel about Vegas a Friday? Segment it. three coming up. Uh, what's that? Vegas just tied it one minute. Yeah, yeah. we're going to get to segment three so we can watch a hockey game. What is your favorite Bilt Bar flavor? Scotty, I know you got uh, a flavor that you like real near. And peanut near butter brownie, right. baby. Peanut butter peanut brownie. Butter I was brownie. waiting for you. Uh, and I'm right there with you. I, I love peanut butter. I love chocolate. When you bring the two together, it's just absolutely unreal. Let's factor in the fact that, well, it's actually healthy. And I don't know why I ever eat absolutely anything else. Uh, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of them have 17 grams of protein at the expense of only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's go. All right, boys, segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. It's a how do you feel about it Friday. We're opening it up to end the show with some shenanigans, uh, a little bit of nonsense. How do you feel about it on any topic? Uh, Scotty, leave me off. How Give do you Ethan feel? Some time to look around his room. About, oh, no, I came loaded. There, there was a, there was a um, debate earlier today between friends. How do you feel about corn on the cob? Love me some corn on the cob. Um I think I liked it when I grew up because it was the only like food thing that you were given free reign over butter and salt. Like when you were a child and I mean, who doesn't love butter and salt as a kid. And so whenever we had corn on the cob, I was really excited. I would just like throw it on top of the stick and just spin it for like two minutes. And it probably explains a lot about who I am today. Um, (laughs) And then like, I would pour like so much salt on it. And then like part of like my after dinner dessert would be just sitting there and like, putting my finger to the plate and just like licking, licking the buttery salt off. Cause I'm, I was a piece of shit. Seven. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short, love corn on the cab. What about you, Ethan? I still do the same thing with the butter. I yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say um, corn on the cob from um, this might be a hot take um, like boiled corn on the cob instead of on the grill. I think the interesting is a little bit better, but other than that, I hmm. mean, it's still it's still absolutely delicious. Interesting. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Why? Why do you like the uh, the boiled over the grill? I don't know. Honestly, it's just a preference. I, I think um, you just kind of run the risk of burning on a grill. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a preference. I, I honestly, I, I couldn't tell you. I think the the kernels hold their um, their integrity um, structural yes. integrity yes definitely a little bit better it when it's boiled over i uh, i agree with that yeah integrity. um all right polaroid cameras 
How do you guys feel about it? Take so, a picture. So overrated. You, uh, you have a better camera on your phone. And what are you going to do with those Polaroids besides put them in a, in a, a shelf or in a drawer and never look at them again? They're absolutely useless. Pick up your phone like you do for everything else in this world and take a picture. Yeah, see, I they disagree. They have filters that make it look like you took it with a Polaroid. Yeah, it's not the I same, know. Ethan. Yeah, well, I just disagree. It's no, you're right. It's not. It's no, not yeah, because the they're it's they're better. real. They're physical. They can't just be deleted. Yeah, and you're just gonna throw. Or just them get away. lost. You're not gonna do anything with them. Yeah, I do. I have a. I have. Don't you don't know me? You don't know how <laughs> I organize my photos. My my hard copy photos. I will say I have that shadow are. boxes. I got envelopes. I got all shadow box things. Polaroids are sick. I'm gonna be honest. They're sick, you know, dude. You got your photos sick. Now in order. Good for you. <laughs> Um, I think that they are, uh, they're definitely hot right now. Definitely, uh, very, they're getting into like basic territory. You know what I mean? You know, when they something gets like, so I was going to say, they, like, I think they're past basic. Yeah. I feel they're like, they're, like <laughs> they're in there. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's Jesus fair. Christ. Um, <laughs> I also, I just think there's different, I mean, like there's just different, it's a different style, you know, you don't print anything, uh, things like that. Go get the ones you have to put in water, then shake them out and dry them in your. Why would you do that? That bathroom. Why would you do it's that? It's the same thing to me. But it's way more difficult. It's the same. Way more difficult. It's the same thing. Your red bathroom. Yeah, go put them in your red bathroom. It, okay, if you want to be so bathroom. cool and crank it. At that That's the technical awesome. term. Yeah, at photography then, school, they talk about that, red that, that would take way longer. That's, crank, 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 crank. Here, shake it. It'll be done in a minute. It's gonna dumb. Take a picture of your phone. How often are you printing? Never. So? Okay. Never. Well, that's your, I like physical things. I keep all my newspaper. Like I I'm a big newspaper collector. I like collecting vintage newspapers. I just like having physical copies of 50. things. <laughs> this is getting out of control. Give me a <laughs> shitty. How do you feel about a Friday? And let's get out of here. <laughs> oh, gee, the desks. How do you feel about it? <laughs> Great, Ethan. Thanks. Snow, snow globes. How do you feel about it? Stupid. I don't I mean, I don't buy the snow globe. Why? What's special about them? You just look at them. You sit it on your thing and that's it. You can shake them. You know what? There's probably a snow globe filter on your phone. Yeah, there is a snow globe filter on your phone. Not even on your phone. There's a snow globe filter on Snapchat. There you go. I I have pictures of the North Pole. You can just Google them at any time. I know what snow looks like. Hey, 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 if you're missing snow, we live in Michigan. Wait five minutes. This one's easy. That fell flat. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, happy Friday. We got that special bony episode coming tomorrow. We're going to be back on Monday with no more draft profiles. Uh, Sam McGilligan on Monday. We're going to be looking at Stanislav's Fozil. And uh, I can't remember the other guy off the top of my head. Uh, tune in for a surprise. And we'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.